Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Breakdown for Tuesday, the 9th of February uh, 2021. I'm your host, Mr. Jolly of Sydney. My partner, the other host, is, of course, Scotty Harlander, a.k.a. the Harlander 23. There can be only one. He is the Harlander, H-A-R-Lander 23 on Twitter. You can guess who his favourite player growing up was, can't you? Uh, I am, of course, Mr. Jolly. With a name like that, what else could you be except uh, Jolly? I am Mr. Jolly of Sydney on Twitter. We love those follows. Shout-outs to the big knobs from Hoopball. We're always standing on the shoulders of Giants. Aaron Bruski, Dan Besperus, of course, uh, Adam King and all the editors over there. It's uh, really great stuff, of course. Get over to hoop-ball.com and check them out. One of the best things going in the fantasy NBA world Uh and I tell you what, another great thing that's going on in the fantasy NBA world is uh, Mondays on this show because I'm joined by Hank Aaron 26 on Twitter. He is Hank, of course, hoop baller extraordinaire. Mate, how are you going and how uh, was the Monday so far? Doing well. Monday has been great. Uh, coming off a great Super Bowl Sunday. So, you know, we get a little bit of basketball in the morning, then we get football and now we're back to basketball. So really good day today. Now, you say great. Does that mean you're a, a, a Kansas City Chiefs disliker or you're a Brady follower or just great because it was Super Bowl? I'm a, I'm a Brady liker. I'm a 49ers fan, actually. So uh, I, don't, I don't hate the Chiefs. I like them, but I, I didn't like that they beat the Niners last year. So uh, it's nice to see them. It's nice to see Brady come back again and, and win number seven. So that was good. It's probably ended well. Didn't uh, I think Joe Montana's record with Jerry Rice got broken in the in the game by um, Gronk and Brady? Didn't it? Is it? I I didn't I didn't hear that, but I'm sure they yeah. <laughs> these guys must have all the records at this point. Yeah, I think it was the most um, quarterback to receiver receptions in playoff history. Prior to that, it was Joe Montana and Jerry Rice, and now it's Gronk and uh, and Tom Brady. But we better digress and get on with the basketball because there's Tom Brady haters uh, for various reasons everywhere. everywhere. Uh, let's just jump into the first story of the day, which is probably in some ways the biggest one, and that is uh, LaMelo Ball for the Charlotte Hornets. The Charlotte Hornets also, they're pretty good. They won 119-94 to against the Rockets, who were undermanned. Uh, Ball was just shooting up a storm out there. Uh, it's interesting as well because... Uh, he picked up his fourth foul with seven minutes left in the third quarter, and he ended up sitting for a really good chunk of the third quarter and into the beginning of the fourth, he came back again. He still managed to play 31 minutes despite, despite that. He had 24, 7, and 10 in those 31 minutes. He was 7 of 12 from deep. Um, that foul he committed in the third quarter, is, it was a real rookie foul as well. He, he, the, they turned the ball over at the other end of the court, and he did like a, you know, he fouled on purpose to stop the fast break. That was his fourth foul. So he had to go and mm-hmm. sit down. It wasn't really very smart, but 
when he came back in the fourth quarter, he played brilliantly. He had seven, he had seven threes already by, by the end of the third quarter. It was six threes, sorry, and then seven, one in the fourth. He threw two beautiful lobs to Miles Bridges in the fourth quarter as well. The second one was right between two defenders for a beautiful alley-oop. And the, I think the, uh, the Charlotte commentator said, Houston, we have a problem or something. You know, it was, uh, they were in trouble. The three-point shooting was amazing. The cross-court passes are just wow. Uh, last week he's in the top 20 with uh, 3.33s per game. That was prior to today, so that'll be up around 3.7 or 3.9 with really good steals and assists. And what's more, that was the third time in history of the league that a rookie had seven threes and ten assists in a game. Do you know who the other two are? Seven threes and ten assists. Um I'm gonna guess uh, Stephen Curry. Yeah, one is Curry, and the other one, the other one happened in 1995. Uh, Chris Chris Webber. Oh, that interesting guess because he did have good hands for a big man. It was Jason Kidd. Ah, uh, uh, Kidd. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mind you, there was a point where he couldn't even shoot, so you know he really did fix up his shooting later in his career. But yeah, uh, but it's weird how he. Did that as a rookie, but then he was his shooting was terrible for a long time. Fixed it up later. Yeah. So look, what can we say about Lamelo? We've been talking about whether it's him or Tyrese Halliburton for uh, rookie of the year. Uh, I don't know what the angle is on this that we can find something from. I guess is he going to keep starting once Devontae Graham comes back? I think so. It, it seems like they want him in there, and even if they don't, I. I I, I would guess his minutes aren't, aren't going to go down, but how, how could they bench him at this point? So um, they started three guards before when, when Graham was healthy. So um, they may keep all three of them on the floor, and even if they don't, I don't think it's going to necessarily affect his production too much. Mm. Yeah, just and the other thing is he's just really exciting to watch. Like Charlotte were ex- reasonably good to watch last season, but now with... With Haywood out there, you know, with all the shooting threats they've got, and you know, even guys filling in like Malik Monk, who had uh, 14, four and five today, two steals, two blocks, two threes. Wow, he's a 14 team, I think, must add 16 team, absolutely so, and probably you can stream him in 12 teams too. Uh, but with these guys, Miles Bridges was exciting today, finishing these lob dunks. He had 19 and 10 with two threes, although not much else. PJ had a bad day; they had three, five, and three on just one of four shooting in 25 minutes. So Hayward was okay, a bit wayward, pardon the pun, on four of 11 shooting, but he had 19, six and four. They are good to watch, and I reckon they probably make it into the play-in at least, don't they? Yes, I think they'll be in the play-in at least. So let's see if they can do some damage, maybe get it even into the second round. Now, we've been talking about how there's like not really that many good game, good teams in the NBA in terms of record at the moment. In the East, there's only three teams, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and Brooklyn, who are over like 55%. Even the Celtics are 12 and 10, and then everybody else is 500 or below. And the, Char- the Hornets are right there at 12 and 13. Now, I think this kind of stuff is important for fantasy as well, isn't it? Because when a team is out of contention, that can change things with rotations and niggling injuries and stuff, people rest more. But these guys are probably going to be competitive to the end of the season, which is great news for people who own, who have Charlotte players in their fantasy teams, correct? I, I, absolutely. And I think especially for Hayward owners, because the rest of their fantasy contributors are young. So you wouldn't necessarily be so worried about them getting rested, even if they weren't winning. Um, but if you've got Hayward, that's going to make you feel better. 
if you have Zeller in a deeper league, that might make you feel better. Uh, but definitely being in playoff contention is good to make sure for, especially for veterans, that they don't get rested at the end of the year. Ah, uh, yes, absolutely. Indeed, that is true. I'm just sort of, <laughs> I just lost my train of thought there because I've been arguing with someone about DeMarcus Cousins for the last couple of weeks. I just got a text telling me to go and jump in a creek. That's what they say in Australia. <laughs> Joe, jump in a creek and don't swim. Uh, Demarcus Cousins, <laughs> he had, he's just not very good anymore. He looks washed out there, and he played played twenty five minutes. He was four of eight uh, from the field, and he had just uh, nine points, nine rebounds. He did have three steals, though. He's obviously rosterable, but uh, look, he just didn't. He, he he was played off the court in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he's his, his producing low-end production, I think. So I think he's, he can still be played in the meanwhile until Wood comes back. But we're not seeing the, the upside that we hoped we'd see from him. And it, it would be an interesting, if he does blow up one game, is, is if you could possibly sell high because he has some good name value. But he just hasn't been producing that much, even with Wood out. So, um, you know, you could, but again, it's, it's still serviceable for 12-team. If you're streaming it. Mm, yeah, of course. Uh, speaking of serviceable for, for a 12 team, Jay Sean Tate had uh, 13 points, four rebounds, one assist, one steal, and one block. Always, as ever, we say shout out to the NBA here in Australia uh, because that's where he kind of played and got discovered last season. I mentioned before that I saw him and LaMelo Ball go up against each other in a game with LaMelo playing for the for Wollongong Wolves. Um, whatever they're called, actually, the Wollongong something. Um, they, uh, it shows you how much I care about the <laughs> NBA. But uh, he, he had 13-4-1, and one, as I mentioned, a steal and a block. He is 150th on the season, and he's definitely a streamer when other guys are out. And at the moment, of course, Wood is out, and they were missing Eric Gordon as well today. Uh Maybe more importantly for Houston, we need to talk about Vic Deep, Victor Oladipo, who is not very good from deep at the moment. Uh, he had 20, 21, seven rebounds, six assists, but it was on seven for 18 shooting at 38%. The shooting is rough. He has actually been bad in Houston. The shooting is absolutely uh, awful. It's dog doo-doo level, ranker than septic. Throw in all of the uh, metaphors you want to. 140th in the last two weeks, 40% shooting on the season, 38% and under in the last week. And you kind of wish you sold high on him after his first game, if you have him. His first game was really good. Uh, and then obviously he dropped off from there. Uh, but still, I mean, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't jump in a creek uh, just yet. Uh, give him some time. <laughs> Let him acclimate. Uh, and if you can buy low, you know, if somebody wants to get rid of him, I wouldn't mind taking a, taking a risk on him if you could get him low. Uh, but obviously, you know, he comes with the injury risk, and so far he hasn't clicked in Houston. Now, but I, 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 I think he's due for some bounce back. You don't no, think so? When we say, before I answer, when we say low, how low is low? Uh, if I could get him for a top 100 guy or, you know, anything below 100, I would do that. Well, yeah, well, I would do that. That's low. That's what I mean. Like people, I think people valuing him and were drafting him in the sort of 65 to 85 range for the most part. Or, and people have been talking about how he's going to finish higher than that, um, especially after that first game in Houston. But that, that shooting is just awful. And I've talked about this before. This is a season of all seasons with, with suddenly players missing games with the COVID protocols and everything, with extra injuries and stuff too, I think, because of not good preparation. 
uh, and all the shock and stuff that's going on, you really don't want to have bad field goal percentage. You, you don't want to be punting that category anyway because if you miss games and you don't have the game volume, then that's a category you can still win with less games. And so I'm, I'm regretting the leagues where I drafted guys with low field goal percentage because I'm doing worse in them, whereas the, the leagues where I drafted higher field goal percentage guys, without fail, I'm doing better in those leagues. So I just, I just don't know if I would take him on unless, like you said, it's, it's a top 100 guy maybe. Uh, but I just, I just don't like that high-volume, poor shooting. I was talking to someone today and talking about how last season I traded Jason Tatum away for Bam in one league because Tatum was just hurting my field goal percentage so badly. I was losing it every week just about. Um, I, had, I think I had Fred Van Viet as well, and I just couldn't, I couldn't have those two guys on the same team and win that category. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we talk about the next game, let's talk about uh, the Fantasy Pass. That is something that you need. It's still the best deal in the industry at just four ninety nine a month. And now we're into the regular season. There's zero commitment. Sign up for one month for five bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel. But you know what? We know you'll love it. Uh, the Fantasy Pass has everything you'll need to dominate all year. Updated projections, new fantasy appraiser tools, schedules, streaming charts, pickups, drops, and our newest callers feature, the HoopBall Discord server, where you can hang out with all the HoopBall pros around the clock and get one-to-one help with, uh, from the team. It's really great stuff. They have lots of different threads on pickups and drops and trade advice on all the teams. There's threads for all the teams. It's just really good stuff. So please do check it out. Head to hoop-ball.com and click on the Fantasy Pass ad just below the main media wall. I might have cut you off at the end there. Did you want to say uh, something about my take on Oladipo and on the field goal percentage? No, actually, I, I agree. I agree with it completely, I think, especially this year. The percentages are even more important than they used to be. I was just going to say, you know, Tatum, I don't know what point of the season it was, but his field goal wasn't that bad last year. That's what... It's still it's it's like Luca this year though. It's the vo- it's the high volume. It's guys yeah. who shoot guys who shoot forty five percent on really high volume. They make you lose field goal percentage. Like Luca, Luca this season ironically has is shooting really well from the foul line, but the the field goal percentage is down by about three points, and that is pulling his ranking down into that forty area. Um, instead of like being in that sort of second third round where where everything else would. You know, sorry, 40, 50 area instead of being high late second round or early third round. And that was the same mm-hmm. thing with Tatum. He was around that area like... Yeah, being, he was around 45. Yeah. And it's just, it's it's harsh on high volume. And also, Bam was really good. So I didn't really lose out that much. I had Kemba Walker as well and Fred Van Vliet in that team. So yeah. that's three <laughs> high volume, sometimes like low 40s to mid 40s guys. It was, it was rough. Speaking of rough shooting, there's a guy who plays for the Washington Wizards who's rough. That's Russell Westbrook. He didn't play for them today, and they won 105 points to 101. Uh, it was Bradley Beal. He had 35 points, uh, just 10 for 24 shooting today. His shooting's been a little bit down the last couple of games after that massive game he had. It does obviously wax and wane. He had 35, 5, and 7 with one steal. He also came up big at the end of the game. Uh, he, did, he did miss a clutch foul shot, but then he ended up sort of... Uh, finishing the game off, and uh, he was really the reason that they won. Now, where do we look to for... I I was talking yesterday's show about how with the Wizards, there really isn't anyone else with value besides Beal and Westbrook, which is negligible, that the rest is just a mess. Uh, Now, Alex Len might have something to say about that. He had a really good game, then he was terrible yesterday, and then today he had 13 and 7 with one assist and two blocks. Is Alex Len an ad... Let's say you've got 
Like you're looking at guys like Ken Birch or um, Zubac or, you know, these level of guys. Do you add Alex Len? I, I prefer Zubac over, over Len. Um, you know, it's Len is just one of those guys. <laughs> he'll pop in, he'll double-double, get some blocks, and then he'll do nothing the next game. So I'd rather have Zoo, who kind of consistently gives you lower end lines. I also... Uh, I wouldn't give up on um, Bertans just yet. He's been he's been really bad this season so far. But I had him last season. He he started out okay, then he went through a bad bad funk, and then he ended the season on fire. So I think if you look at him tonight, he got uh, a lot of minutes. He got 38 minutes. So it looks like they're going to try to play him. They're going to try to get his minutes up. And I wouldn't I wouldn't snooze on him if he gets dropped in your league. I'd add him. I think he's worth worth the risk with the upside, and I'd keep my eye on him. Okay, that is good to know. Now, what else is worth watching? Maybe we keep a bit of an eye on Denny Avdija. He was good earlier on in the season for stretches, and he's probably he's one of those sort of fringe rookies that might have value. There's really only a couple that do have value, obviously, Lamello and, and Tyrese Halliburton. The others, it's more like opportunity-driven stuff, and they're going to hurt you with their shooting or turnovers or whatever it is today he was two from nine from the field and he had four points but he had 10 rebounds one assist and three steals this guy's a bit of a stat stuffer isn't he yeah he does a little bit for you um but still the whole package isn't there yet like you said the field goal percentage will hurt and he's outside of the top you know 150 for the year so he's he's not a guy you got you got to run to 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 add in a 12 team league what about Rui Hachimura? He had 19 and 10 today on 7 for 13 shooting. Is he only a points league guy for you? You know, I, I like to think he can get into the 12-team mix. Um, he hasn't done it so far. But if you've got a loose spot at the end of your roster, uh, I, I don't mind because I think his percentages are good. So uh, it, hasn't, it hasn't worked out that way this year so far. But last year, his, his percentages were decent. So I think if, as long as the percentages are okay and the turnovers are low, uh, if he's able to get more minutes, um, you know, he can score, he can hit some threes, he can contribute a little bit to defensive stats, um, you know, he, he, he could possibly get on the fringe of the 12 team. So maybe in a 14-team league he makes more sense. But even in a 12-team, if, if especially if you're in a weekly format, you could sit him on your bench and, and hope he, he gets a, a more prominent role and more minutes down the line this season. It's Valentine's Day coming up. Two million Penner men are already using Manscaped products to groom. Make sure you're one of them. Valentine's Day is upon us. Uh, you don't know where the night is going to take you. And our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, are here to tell you you need to use the best tools for the job. If your girl can't think of what to get you this year, tell her to get the gift that's for you and for her. The best way to get started is with Dan Manscaped Perfect, perfect Package 3.0 full of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice. The perfect package, of course, is led by the revolutionary third-generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer with its advanced skin-safe technology, which prevents uh, any messes on the bathroom floor and stuff like that because it's waterproof. Uh, that's very important when it's time for Cupid to shoot his arrow, of course. The perfect package also comes with a pair of Manscaped boxes that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those over the old used a stinky pair of boxes you have to these high-performance anti-chafing boxes. Complete your grooming game with a new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. That's the signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas. This cologne is a perfect complement to your collection. So all of this is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. 
That is hoopball20 at manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping. Your balls and the people who enjoy them will thank you. Now, the Bulls lost the game today, but they are looking uh, better than they have in previous seasons. They're at 9-14, and 14, which is just one game outside the play-in. The Cavaliers are 10-15. and 15. The Knicks are 11-14. and 14. Raptors, they're 11 and 13. We'd imagine they would improve. The Hawks are 11 and 12. There's a few teams in front of them there, uh, and probably only one team behind them, the Heat, who we expect to really sort of be in the mix there. So they're another team that in other seasons I'd be worried about them falling out of contention and then players with niggling injuries or people like a Thad Young, for example, who I've streamed, but he might end up being a season-long ad just about if they're smart because... He's been really good for them. They've been playing well. They've won games or they've been in games uh, with Thad Young. What about him? Is he a guy that you think has some kind of rest of season value? I'll just say he's lying today. He had 14, 5, and 6 with two steals and a block on 7 for 11 shooting. You love that, don't you? Great line tonight. Um, Thad Young is the ultimate. I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but Thad Young is the ultimate Dan Bespris player. Um, So, you know, he loves them. Shout out to Dan. Uh, and as long as they're giving him 30 minutes, he, he seems reasonably productive. But there's a lot of injuries right now. Porter's out. Carter's out. Uh, so, you know, it's again, it's, there's opportunity for him to play. But uh, as long as the minutes are there, let it, let it go. And, and, and then, you know, keep him and, and see what happens. If he gets crowded out, then you can drop him then. But he's certainly worth owning until further notice. Now, he was what I asked you about, like, over the last week... What's his ranking in nine category? Let's take a look here. Oh, I'm, I guess, guess. I've got it in front of me. <laughs> I wanted you to guess. <laughs> that oh, was my I'm going to guess top 60. Oh, it's even, you, you're being generous. I think you, you let me have the drama because he's 35th in the last week and he's 36th in the last two weeks. So he's giving wow. you two weeks of um, what's that? That's, that's late third round value, early fourth round mm-hmm. value, which is yep, pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. The steel, you know, steals. The, the steals are off the charts, aren't they? Yeah, the steals yeah. are like two point five steals per game, one block per game. Um, the field goal percentage has been really good as well. Uh, that's he is shooting at what is it? Wow! Over the last week, sixty seven percent from the field. The last two weeks, sixty percent from the field, and he's at that on the season too. So, yeah, look, I've we've probably I've probably talked about it enough. Anybody who listens to this show and has listened to it regularly has gone and picked him up now. But if he has a couple of quiet games. And people drop him because that happens with streamer guys like this. People are predicting when they're going to fall off. I almost feel like he's worth grabbing and stashing even after a couple of quiet games. He's always he's always on the twelve team radar if he's getting thirty minutes a night. So even if he has if he has cold games, that wouldn't bother me. What would bother me is only if if a few players come back for Chicago and they and his minutes dip. That would yeah. be the only real concern. Not not if he drops in the production. Now, Zach Levine just keeps on keeping on. He had 35 and six assists, uh, three for eight from deep, 12 of 26. That shooting, just huge volume, eight of 11 at the foul line. Daniel Gafford, who's just up and down all over the place, he's not very good yet. He may be in the future. We'll wait and see. He had 10, 5, and 2 in just 14 minutes. He gets played off the court a bit, this young Daniel. Uh, Patrick Williams is a guy who does not get played off the court. He played 35 minutes. He had 10 and 6 with one assist. Just 2 for 7 from the field, though, which is unlike him because his shooting is usually pretty good. And you can tell that because he was 4 from 4 at the foul line. We need to talk about Kobe White. 
he's probably been one of the more disappointing guys drafted in that sort of 70 to 100 range where people are hoping for a breakout. Uh, he had just eight, eight and three on three for 10 shooting. He doesn't really look like a point guard out there. Maybe playing with Zach Levine is not really a good match for him. What's going on with Kobe? He he's not a he's not a good shooter. He hasn't been a good shooter. I mean, it's not not that he can't shoot, but his field goal percentage was poor last year. It's poor this year. Uh, it's tough for him, and it, it it's not going to click really for from a fantasy perspective this year, or maybe even next year. So, you know, the the defensive stats are lacking. The assists are there, and the three pointers are there, but. The field goal percentage, the the lack of defensive stats, and the turnovers really, really sinks his value. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I don't have any shares in him because I had him on as like a guy I might draft, but he always just seemed to go one round before I was willing to take him, and I'm I'm glad that I trusted my judgment there. One to watch is Thomas Sataransky, who uh, had 23 minutes in this game. He had nine, seven, a three assists, which is a little bit low for him in 23 minutes because he's an assist monster usually. He did, probably because Kobe White was missing the shots that he dished to him. <laughs> he had <laughs> one steal. Uh, he's a, a guy to watch. Keep an eye on his minutes. If they tick up into that 26, 27 area, then he is an ad as an assists streamer, like an alternative to say um, TJ McConnell, who's gone in a lot of leagues now because he's just been off the charts over the last 10 days or so with his assists and you just can't find him anywhere. So keep an eye on Sato. Uh, Let's move on to the next game of the evening, which was the Toronto Raptors, who seem to be kind of back in town a bit. And it's all off the back of Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Van Vliet for the most part. They won 128 points to 113 at the Memphis Grizzlies. And as I mentioned, it was Siakam and Van Vliet show with Norman Powell just sort of coming on, coming up over the back and say, give me a few shots too, because he was good as well. Uh, where do we start? Pascal Siakam had 32 uh, points, five rebounds, six assists, one steal, one block, and 11 for 18 shooting, five for eight from the field, uh, five for seven at the foul line, where he, he's not necessarily a fantastic foul shooter, and that has been letting him down this season. Uh, Pascal, a lot of people were out on him because it went on for quite a while, this low stretch, but he's been much, much better, hasn't he? He has, and I think it's always interesting when people kind of, you know, the beginning of the season is always the best time to buy low because those stretches of one, two, three, four poor weeks of play, those are reflected as the season-long stats, you know. So when you see Siakam, you see him how, how good he was last year, how good he was even the year before. Um, there was no reason to panic, and, you know, he's, he's proving that now. And, and the free throws leave a little bit to be desired, but the rest of the stats are, are pretty good, and, and you can expect them to climb pretty high. You know, he's at 52 right now. You could expect probably another 10, 15 spots to go up by the end of the season. Yeah, and we if you have him, then good luck with that. I don't have him because he's another one where he was on my list, but a lot of people were in for him in a big way, so I couldn't pick him up. He was gone before where I wanted to grab him. Norman Powell had 29 points on 10 for 17 shooting, 6 for 9 from deep, 3 for 3 at the foul line. That You love that. And with Lowry out, um, he, had a, he, he left this game with a back injury after just 7 minutes. Then Norman Powell, if he's still on your wire somewhere, he's an absolute must-add no brain. I don't even have to ask Hank for his opinion on that. I will ask Hank on something that I don't know the answer to. That is Chris Boucher. God, he, I seem to talk about him on almost every show with every one of you guys who comes on and adds their expert opinion. Today, he played 29 minutes. 
where he he absolutely has value and and probably like top 60 value minimum if he plays 29 minutes because he had 12 points, he had 10 rebounds, he had two assists, he had one steal and one block, he had two three-pointers, he was two for two at the foul line. Oddly enough, he was four of 11 from the field. And now this is where we need to look at the other side. Jonas Valanciunas, who was playing directly against him for good stretches of the game, had 27 and 20. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that could sort of tell you a little bit about um, Chris Boucher. But then on the flip side, this is where, where it's weird. Chris Boucher had the best plus minus for the Raptors with plus 20. So work that out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Valanciunas is a, is a really he's a tough player. Uh, look, I mean, with Boucher, I think he's been one of the great surprises of the season so far. Um, if you picked him up or if you drafted him at the end, you gotta like it and, and you gotta you gotta take the bumps. I mean, what can you do, right? You can't drop him. Uh, you're probably not gonna get a fair trade for him right now. If he goes on a hot streak, you could probably flip him. But if he gets hot, you you probably won't want to. So. Uh, you know, he's, he's an interesting guy to own. And I think since people paid so little to get him, you got to be happy with whatever he gives. Yeah, that, that's true. And he's not a drop. And I don't think you trade him unless he goes on a wild stretch again, like he had early in the season, that torrid run he was on where he was like top 30 value. Then maybe you could try and sell high for a, another top 30, 40 guy. Aaron Baines, we look at this always with Toronto and Boucher. Obviously, uh, Baines had just 18 minutes today. So once again, they're basically just splitting the minutes. If you add it together, it's 48 minutes. Baines had seven, six, and three. Uh, he's really just a streamer for threes and maybe some boards. Uh, he's not a must-add or must-hold player by any stretch. For uh, Lowry, like I said, he played seven minutes and had to leave the game. Van Vliet had 32 uh, and nine assists, 32 points, nine assists, eight for 14 shooting. That's two really good games out of the last three, and he's providing some very good value. For the Grizzlies, Ja Morant has fallen back to earth after he came back from that from his injury, didn't he? he? Hasn't he? He had 18 points, nine assists, one steal, five for 17 shooting. Do you have any Jar Morant? It's one of you. I can't remember who it was who was telling me Jar Morant. No, it was Brandon Marcus. That's right. He comes on on Mondays. Who was all about Jar Morant? What about you? I I didn't have. I didn't get any of him. I thought he was going a little bit high for my taste. I regretted that at the beginning of the season. Now he's kind of slowed down some, uh, but I'm. You know, I get the feeling that that early season production was 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 probably more real than his current dive. So I I think that um, it's possibly a good time to buy low on him. I guess the issue issue is though on a per game basis, he's one hundred and second, and last season he finished. Uh, where is it? See if you can guess this. Where did he finish last season? I I, I have it in front of me. Yeah, it's low. It's like yeah, uh, it's one thirty five. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and. So that run he had in the beginning of the season was two games. It was two games. And now there are other people back. Things change. We find guys like Desmond Bain now playing 26 minutes and having 11 shots. There are other people. Grayson Allen has been playing pretty well for the Grizzlies. He played 20 minutes today. Uh, Obviously, Kyle Anderson, sort of slow-mo. Gee, he is slow to watch too. I'd forgotten. I haven't watched a Memphis game for a while. I watched today. Oh, my goodness. He really is in slow motion when he plays. But uh, 
He had 15 points, four rebounds and four assists while I mention it. Dylan Brooks had 22, five and two with a steal and two blocks on eight for 20 shooting. They're speaking of people who will foul up your percentages. Uh, Georgie Deng, uh, Georgie Deng, um, oh, sorry, Georgie Jeng. It's double G sound, isn't it? He had just yeah. nine minutes and with, with Valanciunas back, he is a drop. What about Tillman? He had just two, two and two in 20 minutes. He's probably a drop as well. Desmond Bain, are, are any of these fringe guys that you would pick up? Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, Desmond Bain, Tillman, Allen, Jeng, Tyus Jones. Are any of them worth holding or do we just don't know the answer because Brandon Clark was out and Melton was out? I, You know, I typically, yeah, I've mentioned it before. I'll, I'll get into the Kyle Anderson business every now and then. Um, if I need a streamer, I, I like what he does. He gives you some assists. He gives you some defensive categories. Uh, his percentages haven't been great this year, but his contributions across the board will, will fit with most teams. And um, the fact that he doesn't have a high volume, the percentages, even if they're not great, they probably won't be too painful for your team, but he'll contribute across the board. He can hit threes. He can get all the defensive stats. So um, out of the bunch, I would take him. All right. The rest of them I probably wouldn't consider on a 12-team team. 12-team league. Now, we have another team a little bit like that in the next game, which is the Mavs playing the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves had a uh, comeback into this game after just getting absolutely thrashed early on. It was 127 points to the Mavs to 122 to the T-Wolves in the end. Uh, let's talk about the team, Timberwolves a little bit because they're sort of a bit messy too with breakout guys, with stars who are underperforming with guys who are injured or missing games. D'Angelo Russell came back and played just five minutes today. He seems to have re-injured himself. He had just six points and one rebound on two shots in his five minutes. Uh, Anthony Edwards had 22, four, and two steals and two blocks, eight for 19 shooting. Shout out to Dan Bespris, who was recommending go and grab Anthony Edwards. He started out pretty badly. He got blocked a couple of times by uh, Porzingis and looked a bit off, but then in the second half, he heated up and he helped get this team back in it. Uh, Josh Okogie had 11 points, two rebounds, one assist. Ricky Rubio had nine points, seven assists, and four steals. There's another assist and steal streamer for you. Vanderbilt had five, four, and three. Where do I stop? Malik Beasley, he's obviously a, a hold, and he's been one of the late-round steals. With He had 39 and six with a steal and a block today. That's a fantastic line. That's like a... That's like a top 20 value line if you replicate that through the whole season or even first round. So now these guys are messy too. Just tell it by judging by how long it took me to do that and how many relevant guys there are. Outside of Beasley, D'Angelo Russell, who you sort of regret drafting, but you've got to hold him. He is injury prone and the field goal percentage is bad. Uh, who else? And then Towns, of course. Of the other guys, Edwards, Akogi, Ricky Rubio, Vanderbilt. Who of those guys do you like in 12 teams? I, I I think most of them are pass. Uh, Nas Reed is a short-term play as long as Towns is out. But once he gets back, he, he won't be able to play much either. Uh, Edwards Edwards has been okay. Uh, I would uh, you know I wouldn't mind adding him if he was available and just and letting it go. But I don't have high hopes for him for the season. Um, and then the rest of the guys just again just because Towns is out, there's some more minutes for them. So. You know, Rubio is a guy, if you need an assist streamer, you could you could pop him in. His value season long, probably, well, with 
Russell out, he has a little bit more. He has, I guess, you could you could start him indefinitely until Russell gets back at least, right? Yeah. Um, now, Naz, go back to Naz for a second. He's top 50 with Cat out, 54th in the last month, and he's 88 on the season. He's obviously a hold until Cat returns. And I think if I had Cat, which I do in some leagues, I didn't get Naz Reed uh, in those leagues. When Cat comes back and Naz Reed gets dropped, especially in leagues where I have a bench, I'm just going to grab Naz Reed because that's, that's top 50 value. Not as good as first round value, but it would have helped having him in those leagues. I didn't. For the Mavs, of course, it's always about Luca and Porzingis, isn't it, when we talk about the Mavs? Uh, and then, you know, you sort of ask yourself, who else is important when you're talking about Dallas? The other guys, let's very briefly, though, Luca first. I almost want to skip him because you know he's going to be good. He had 26, 8, and 5 with the steal. 7 for 9 at the foul line at 78%, which is actually okay. As I mentioned, that's been better. But that that field goal percentage, like I mentioned, 9 for 22, 41%. It's been down this season. It continues to hover in that 40 to 45 range in most games. Porzingis had 27, 13, and 4 with 6 blocks. Thank you, Anthony Edwards, I think, for 3 of those. Because uh-huh. I, I stashed Porzingis in a few leagues. Uh, I think we've talked about this before. You're very happy if you stashed him. And if he stays healthy, he probably returns third round value, doesn't he? He does, but I, I don't... I don't ever count on him to stay healthy. So if he's the guy you can move and get a top 50 player, a solid top 50 player, I'd do it. Now, same sort of issue here with other guys. I think Tim Hardaway Jr. is rosterable, isn't he? He had 24, 1, 1, and 1 with four threes, 9 for 15 shooting. Uh, he's rosterable, but what about other guys? Trey Burke was a drop long ago. Dorian Finney-Smith had 7, 7, and 3 with one steal. Maxi Kleber, 5 points and 3 rebounds. Josh Richardson had 18 five and eight assists so obviously tim hardaway jr is a hold and are we picking up josh richardson who was dropped in a lot of leagues i i think yeah you can pick him up and and use him as an end of bench guy uh same thing with maxi i think both of them are fringe 12 team players so if you if you want to pick him up and and use them until someone with more upside comes along you know go for it the next game on the slate uh, was the Golden State Warriors up against the San Antonio Spurs. Now, have you seen the highlight of Draymond at the end? What was going through his mind? Or was, no, his, mind, was his mind in his bottom? Because what, what was he doing? So, so there's... Firstly, the, you should watch the end of the game. It's really exciting. DeJounte Murray gets... I described it as like a whirling dervish in a washing machine. He puts on this crazy move and hits a three, which puts uh-huh. the Spurs up by four. And then there's about... 10, 12 seconds left or something like that. And Golden State quickly takes a quick three. Steph, of course, splashes it. And they're down by one. And then they they foul. And uh, I think they hit one of the foul shots. And so there's a three point. It's, there's three points between the teams with, uh, with like six or seven seconds left. They kick the ball into Draymond. Draymond just has to hold it and try and get it back to Steph. But he tries a three-pointer from the logo with still six seconds on the clock. <laughs> and it, it just looked like he was trying to draw a foul or something, but he's not going to go to the foul line and hit three of three. Right, right. It just was yeah. completely yeah, it bizarre. <laughs> completely bizarre, like total oh, brain I'll fart. check it out. I'll it's absolutely crazy. Um, now, for the Spurs, it's all about yes. DeJounte Murray. 27 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, and wait for it, eight steals on 10 for 19 shooting with two threes and 84% from the foul. My goodness gracious me. 
great night for him. Uh, I think this guy was a B150 favorite this year. So I've got him on a lot of lot of teams. I think I think you know he was aggressively ranked there, and even that may have potentially undersold what he what he was going to do this year. So I think a lot of our listeners have him, and 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 what a night! And and those eight steals are going to help in, in all your matchups. And speaking of regret, I have Marcus Aldridge in one league, and I regret not picking up Jacob Potel as a uh, uh, the potent man he is at the moment, Mister Potel. He had 14 points, 11 rebounds, and four blocks, seven for nine from the field. And thankfully for people who do have him, he did not take a foul shot because <laughs> his foul yeah, shooting is the worst in the NBA. I think he's like shoots about 30% from the line. Uh, obviously, go and grab him. He is an absolute must-have until LaMarcus comes back. Keldon Johnson had nine and six with two assists on some pretty poor shooting, four for 13 from the field. Of course, he is a hold. DeMar DeRozan was strong with 21, six, and 10. And uh, Paddy Mills has been chugging along. Was He's been chugging along until lately. He hasn't been good the last couple of weeks, and it's fallen off after he's just extremely good shooting early on. He was three of 10 from the field, but he did hit three three-pointers. He had nine, three, and one. For the Golden State Warriors, of course, it's Steph Curry. He had 32, 7, and 6 with 6 for 11 shooting from deep. Wow, that is great. Kelly Oubre, someone we've been following, he's been a lot better. He had 24 points, 4 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 blocks, 4 for 8 from 3-point land. Now, I I need to sort of thank you because you were one of the people telling me not to sell low on him. Yep, he's back. uh, And it was just just a matter of time. And and that's kind of the same thing. with my thinking with, with Oladipo, you know, these players, they come to new team, they got to figure it out, they got to learn how to play with their teammates. So if you've seen a guy who's been playing well somewhere else and, and he's coming in and you got to give him some time to click, but it looks like he's, he's found his, his rhythm with this team and, and he'll be probably a pretty good asset for the rest of the season. Yeah, he's 84th in the last week, 93rd in the last two weeks, which given how bad he was earlier in the season, you're, you're probably happy with that because, you know, if someone's returning seventh round value, when you drafted him probably in round five or round six and he's returning round seven or eight value, it's not that bad. I think people were hoping that he was going to have like a OG Ananobi, like be playing like OG was. And last season he was 50th in the NBA so you would be hoping for at least that again uh, especially going to the Warriors where there's kind of more opportunity in some ways not playing next to um, a ball hog like Devin Booker Uh, but yeah we'll just wait and see how it turns out I guess Uh, Draymond Green as I mentioned he's been having these Draymond Green lines of late he's been sneaky very good he had seven points ten rebounds ten assists one steal and two blocks the shooting is rough though he just can't shoot anymore, can he? He was 3 for 11 from the field. No, this is as Draymond as it gets, right? Low points, nice rebounds, nice assists, poor shooting, some nice defensive stats, right? This, this is the class. This is the Draymond special. Now, I'm, I'm clapping myself on the back or rubbing myself on the back for picking up Juan Toscano Anderson. I'm streaming him in a couple of leagues. He had 8 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists. Uh, two turnovers in his 29 minutes. Uh, he didn't hit a three-pointer, but he does occasionally get some threes. He is one to look out for in your waiver wire. If you need rebounds, uh, he's absolutely in play as a streamer, and he gets some stuff in other categories a little bit here and there as well. He's like a looks like a double-double kind of guy from night to night, uh, and that probably will carry on until James Wiseman uh, and or Kevin Looney are back. Yeah, I, I, I picked him up too. Um, I wasn't sure if it was a good move. I like it so far. 
and he didn't get a three a block or a steal tonight but those are those are stats he does get so um you know like you said he's a double 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 almost with, with points and rebounds and then those money counters will, will come in so as long as they're giving him 30 minutes plus i think he's worth worth deploying now speaking of the suns they're actually a team in the west who looks to be on the fringes of like being decent so we've got the jazz the lakers and the clippers and then the suns at 14 and 9 and the spurs at 14 and 10 who look to be decent and then everybody else is sort of in that like around 500 range you've got the the blazers are 12 and 10 which that's actually pretty good given the injuries they've had kings are 12 and 11 nuggets are 12 and 11 warriors are 12 and 12 the rockets are 11 and 12 and then on the outside of the plane at the moment the grizzlies and the Pels are at that sort of 10, uh, 9 and 10, 10 and 12 mark. Mavericks are 11 and 14, but we expect them to improve. I say all that because I'm, we're going to talk about the Suns, who won 119 points to 113 without CP3, and it was the Devin Booker show. This is what he can do with no CP3, isn't it? 36-5 and 8 assists on 14 for 27 shooting. Even the field goal percentage was back up, uh, 5 for 9 from deep. Yep, he looked he looked great without uh, CP3 out there, uh, but obviously, even though even though CP3 so far has been bad for Booker's fantasy stats, it's been good for the team. And to your point from earlier, with teams staying in contention, Chris Paul is like the ultimate mm. uh, player that this would apply to. You know, where if the Suns are competing and he came there to compete, and they, you know their goal is to make the playoffs and have a run, so uh, as long as they're they're in the mix. He's not going to be coasting and, and taking games off, and, and he's going to want to compete and get them and, and get them a good seed and all that. So, um, you know, CP3 is is one that uh, really would be benefited from the Suns being in the thick of things and, and competing at the end of the season. And shout out to the people, and there are some people who said the Suns would not make the playoffs this season. That is absolute garbage nonsense. As I said at the time, like of course, adding CP3 to this team. There's just no doubt that they're going to be good and that they're going to make the playoffs somewhere in probably that little sort of like uh, somewhere between fourth and seventh. Um, oh, hold on. What's the plane? I've got to get my get my thing right here. No, sorry. Somewhere between fourth and sixth. Actually, God, can I wind that back a little bit? Look, I think they can finish in the top six, can't they? Because if you look who's outside of the top six, uh, we expect that the Nuggets would come into that, uh, but probably the Trailblazers would drop out. Do we believe in the Spurs? Do you think the, the Suns are a lock to finish in the top six? Let's see. All right. We got Utah, Lakers, Clippers. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know that I would even say Utah would be a lock, but they're playing so well that you can't not put, not put them there, right? And then if we get Portland... It'll be close. I think I think Golden State's going to make a run as well. Um, Exciting stuff, isn't it? Yeah. So it'll be they'll, it'll be close. They'll, they'll be between probably in the five to eight range, five to seven range. Uh, also for the Suns, McCall Bridges had twenty-two, four, five, and a steal and a block on eight for ten shooting. He's one of the darlings for us. We both love him. So no more. You need to say just you wish you draft him, drafted him, don't you? For the Cavaliers. We've been looking at their big man rotation. Both of them started today and neither... Uh, well, Drummond was okay. He had 15 and 14. I say okay. He had 15, 14, two assists, three steals and two blocks. And he actually was efficient, seven for 12 from the field. I say okay because he was one for five from the foul line, which you don't enjoy. Jared Allen had 14 and five with one assist and one block. They played 35 minutes each. They both obviously... 
uh, um, are going to have value with Nance out. And it seems like Nance is going to miss at least a month. Yep, and, and it's, you, you love it if you're a Jared Allen owner. Uh, he, you know, he got a lot of minutes tonight. Obviously, the rebounds are going to be uh, not as high with playing next to Drummond, but it's, it's, you know, he looks like he's, he's got a clear pathway for a lot of minutes, and, and he should be a top, probably a top 80 guy. Sexton keeps chugging along. He had 23, uh, two rebounds, five assists on 10 for 15 shooting. He's been a lot more efficient this season. And they, they were good. I mean, they, they were okay in this game. They only lost away in Phoenix, 113 to 119, as I mentioned. Uh, Darius Garland is another big reason for them being better. Huge minutes, 37 minutes. Sadly, just six for 18 shooting. I say sadly because I have him in Roto. But he had 17 points. He had two rebounds, seven assists, and one steal, which is uh, really good to see. Two games to go. Let's just bang through these now. We'll talk about and probably a really exciting game, which we could spend a lot of time talking about if we had more time, is the Bucks winning 125 to, to points to 112 against the Nuggets, who are slumping a little bit, aren't they, these Nuggets? Let's have a look at their lines. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. started again, but he was again not good. He had 8.7 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal and 1 block, but just 3 of 9 from the field. What are we saying about Michael Porter Jr.? It's been rough since he came back from... He had one good game after he came back from the coronavirus nonsense, but apart from that, it's been pretty bad. Yeah, it's been bad, and and it's tough because you saw what he could do earlier in the year, right? He started out hot too, uh, and he's been cold since, and you know, you see, you see some, you know, you see a couple of threes, a steal, a block, gets the rebounds right. So you, you see some things that you like, um, but the production just simply has not been there recently. Uh, but what can you do? You can't sell, you can't sell low. Um, so you got to write it out. Yeah, maybe he ends up in that sort of fifty to sixty area where he was drafted. If it evens up over the season, Nikola Jokic won't be in that area. He'll probably be in the first or second or third at worst on the season. He had 35, 12 uh, rebounds, six assists, just massive, 13 for 26 from the field. Uh, Will Barton is providing some value at the moment. He had 24 points, four assists, two steals, three three three-pointers. Have a look if he's on your waiver wire. You could consider adding him. Jamal Murray was awful with his shooting, four for 17 from the field, 11 points, four assists and two steals. Sorry, and just no, no steals. We expect him to be better as the season goes on, don't we? Yeah, we do. He's at 87 right now. Um, I think he probably finishes around 50. So, uh, again, we you know we could easy to say buy low. People don't usually sell stars, and they don't sell pl- players with, with big names like Murray cheap. So, but you know, inquire, see if you could prime away. But I I think he he's he's due to uh, finish stronger than he's played so far. And what about on the Bucks side? So Dante DiVincenzo, I diversified my uh, ownership of Dante a little bit, which means that's a euphemism for saying I dropped his ass in a couple of leagues because apart from steals, he wasn't really providing much. But he had a very Dante line today, like Dante at his best, 13.7 rebounds, two assists, three steals, two blocks. Am I going to regret dropping him? Yes. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Because look, it's either either you regret dropping him or I regret keeping him. So <laughs> I'm I'm going with with uh, you know because he he went through a big slump mm. and he went through a slump of of two or three weeks where he was 
I don't know, either around 200 or lower, right? So yeah. last week he bounced back. He was in the top of approximately 61 uh, over the last week, and that includes some very bad free throw shooting. So if you if you break it down with him, um, you know, he's a guy that on the season, he's going to help you with steals, he's going to help you with threes, you know, chipping a little bit of, of, of rebounds, assists, low turnovers, and theoretically decent percentages, although it hasn't been that way the last few weeks. So... Um, I like him as a low-end guy. I like him to finish the season uh, around 100 and probably a little bit higher than that on a, on a cumulative ranking system. Yeah, well, because there are people like me who got impatient, just have a look on your waiver wire. Do a bit of a search in Yahoo or whatever you play in and see who owns Dante because he might have been dropped and not picked up yet in a couple of places. Although he he seems to have been scooped up by my, by most people. Chris Middleton had another good game. He had 29 points, 8 rebounds, 12 assists, 3 steals. He's been really good this season. Brooke Lopez had 13 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist, and no steals and no blocks. You don't like to see that, but he did hit two three-pointers. Bryn Forbes... He's a bit of, he started again. I don't think he's an ad, though. He had 15 and 5 with one assist. He's really a deep league guy. Of course, there was no Drew Holiday today. That is one to watch for. And I'm not even sure. I think he was injured. It's not a coronavirus situation, but have a look out for the news on that, why Drew Holiday did not play. The last game of the evening was the LA Lakers up against the OKC Thunder. 119. It was, it was a coronavirus thing. With it was, it's coronavirus, is it? Yeah. Okay, that is good to know. So that means he's going to be out for a week. Maybe maybe Forbes is a pickup if you need a streamer. Or yeah, and also it's, with these coronavirus, sometimes they're out for a week, sometimes they're out for two games. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's strange. That possibly explains a little bit more usage for DiVincenzo as well. It's one, one thing to watch. Back to the Lakers winning 112, 119 points to 112 in overtime, wasn't it? Yep. They were they were down heading into the fourth. They had a nice run to take the lead. They were actually up at the end of the game, uh, but Shea got to the line and he hit three free throws right before time ran out. So it did go to OT, but the Lakers cruised in the extra period. And Shea has been much better, hasn't he? He had 41 huge minutes. He had 29.7 rebounds, 10 assists, a block. Uh, he uh, was 10 for 25 from the field, which is not incredible, of course, but it was four for eight from deep and a perfect five for five from the foul line. Now, these other guys, Baisley had 21 and 16 with three assists and one steal. Talk about regrets. I dropped him. I've, I've held him in a couple of places and dropped him in a couple. Diallo is another one who's been off and on rosters, including mine. I don't have much of him anymore, but he had 20, 11 and two with a steal. Uh, of those guys, Dort was not great. He's the one who's been the worst of them of late. He had seven points and three rebounds, but it's really hard to predict, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I think the easiest prediction to make is that uh, none of these guys are really uh, 12-team guys. You know, so, so Baisley did have a big game tonight, but other than that, he's been pretty poor over the last you know, month. Uh, Dort had a, you know, a couple of good games here and there, but I, I don't think he's a 12-team guy. And then Diallo, uh, you know, he's been pretty good over the last week, but you figure that it's a little bit of flukiness and, and, and he'll, he'll regress a little bit. And, and he's really a, a fringe ad in a 12-team league at best. And this is uh, where, I agree, this is where you can't go crazy. I'm just looking now, like Baisley, 204th on the season, 157th in the last week. Yeah, I mean, not great. You know, just he had a lot of points and a lot of rebounds. But 
Also, Theo uh, Maladon was out tonight, so ball, a little bit more ball to go around. Yeah. And here, look at look at Diallo. So he's been, people are saying, wow, he's great in the last week, but he's only 93rd in the last week, including today, and 188 yeah. on the season. Dort, it's similar. They're all they're all fringy. If you're playing in deep leagues, maybe worth noting that Justin Jackson played 27 minutes and he had 14 points, four rebounds and two assists. A lot of people think he's not very good and he might not be very good, but he played 27 minutes. So if you play in 14 teams or 16, definitely in 16 teams or deeper, uh, just have a look if he's on a waiver wire uh, because he might be worth an ad for the Lakers. Uh, LeBron James had twenty. We had hold on before we go to the Lakers. We had a we had a trade in our league. Oh, go on. We had Theo and R.J. Barrett for Russell Westbrook. That is what redraft or in redraft. Which league is that in? That is my biggest money league. Wow. Interesting. I what side of that would you prefer? You know, at, at first I I didn't I haven't really liked Westbrook, but the more I looked at it, I'm like, you know, it's I don't think it's enough for him. Mm. He he's he's been bad though. Like the other thing he's is, he's been very bad. He's been very bad. It's but... frustrating the, the 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 games as well. Like this week, they have a back to back. They have a Sunday Monday back to back. That's the real problem. So he didn't, he didn't play me. today, yeah. but they have another one at the end of the week. So I, I I started him in the weekly points league that I've got him in and another weekly settings league. I might only get two games out of him because he's if he sits the Monday back of the, this back-to-back, which he did, and then if he sits the Sunday of the next one, I got two games this week. Yeah, and that's, that's my, my bigger concern. So he's been bad so far this year. I think he's going to get better. My bigger concern is that he's going to keep sitting these back-to-backs, and and it seems like he's really missing a lot of time. I, the the reason why I like the trade is I think it was a good sell high on on Maladon, and um, you know B- Barrett hasn't really been a a twelve team value this year, has he? Where, where is he? Where is he? Oh, he he's actually been a bit better, but but still, it's like one hundred and fiftieth. It's not amazing. Yeah. Like last yeah, so. last season, he was three hundredth, and this season, he's about a hundred and fiftieth. So it's right. maybe it's so worth it's, a gamble. Yeah, that that that's what I'm saying. So for a low price, yeah, Maladon's got some upside, but um, I don't know. I think it was too low for Westbrook. And I should say, by the way, in the categories league that I have Westbrook, it's eight categories. So his turnovers, which are four point nine a game this season, my goodness, are not hurting yeah. me. It's only the field goal percentage and the three throw percentage that hurts you uh, in that eight category. And then I have him in a points league. The frustration with the points league is just points is all about the average points you get and the number of games you play. And so that that's the issue with him. Let's talk very briefly about the Lakers. What do we say? LeBron James had 28, 14, 12, two steals, two blocks, uh, 11 for 22 from the field, 4 for 5 from the foul line. The only thing that was bad was 2 for 10 from the from the from deep. Um, but he was basically perfect for every shot he didn't take from three-point land. What do you say about LeBron James? He just keeps on keeping on. What else about the Lakers though? Schroeder had 19, 7 and 5. Kuzma had 11 and 10. This is another team where outside of LeBron and AD who did not play in this game, is anybody else a must-have? You've talked about Caldwell. Uh, you, sorry, you've talked about Dennis Schroeder before. He had 19.7 rebounds, five assists, one steal, and one block. Let's talk about Dennis to finish it off. Uh, he, is he a must-have guy, or is he a sell-high after a game like this? He's a sell-high if you can, 
but I, I wouldn't leave him on any wires. I just think it's hard to get the points assist combo off the wire. So I definitely pick him up if, if he was on a wire. Uh, again, if you could sell him by the same token, he's a, he's a good sell high player because because of those stats. You know, people will, will overlook the deficiencies in the defensive categories and, and other places. So, you know, on the season, he's he's outside of the top 170. And the only stat that he's actually a positive is, is assists and, and actually free throws a slight positive. So, um, you see, he doesn't, you know, the numbers look decent, 14 points, but it's actually below average. 1-3, that's below. You know, the 4.4 assists is nice, but then the field goal percentage is low. And the turnovers are, are high relative to his production. So um, he's a player you can sell high, but he shouldn't be on the wire, even though he is ranked currently 170. The other guy I think worth owning is, is Montrez. So on the season. And he had a good game today. He had 21 points. He had eight rebounds, two assists, and he was nine for 14 from the field. Yeah. We talked about him before and said as well, he's one that in that end of the season uh, where, where the fantasy playoffs are on, we expect him to get more run as AD and, and LeBron maybe play a little bit less minutes and, and they take it a little bit more easier and rest a little bit more potentially. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mate. And that'd be good that'd be good for Schroeder too. We have reached the end. That ended up being more epic than I imagined. We got to the fifty five minute mark or so. Thank you so much for joining me again. It's always great stuff on a Monday. We appreciate you giving up your time until late in the evening on the Pacific West Coast of the United States. I have been Mr. Jolly of Sydney here in Sydney. I'm Mr. Jolly of Sydney at Twitter. He is Hank and he is Hank Aaron 26 on Hoopball. Hank, we will see you again next week, won't we? We will see you. Yes, sir. It's been fun, mate. Appreciate it. Take care. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.